One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, NXT 2, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight and all the fallout from WrestleMania Backlash. Not like loads of fallout, is there? And that's all right, because what that means is that like things with actual, like a sense of conclusiveness occurred at the pay-per-view, at the premium live event. So yes. maybe it's all right that there's not some obvious immediate fallout. There's a couple of things that ran over. There's a couple of things that have got little hangovers that we're going to get to, but it doesn't feel like, which is quite pleasing, we're in, it doesn't feel like we're in May and we're still trapped in the post-WrestleMania lull. I am sensing that a couple yeah. of things are moving forward. You grinned there as if to suggest that I'm going to be made a fool of for issuing that take <laughs> within the first couple of minutes of this podcast. But I just, I don't have, I'll tell you what it is, right? I don't have the malaise around this show to such an extent that as like regular listeners will know, me and Cedric sort of tend to take turns and I... It wasn't so much jumping on the grenade that it is that one of us normally has to do SmackDown. <laughs> it's like, I think I quite fancy SmackDown this week. I like, I don't know if my headspace is just more in WWE's at the moment, which is to say yeah. completely upside down and inside out. <laughs> but I was just, I was ready for the nonsense. <laughs> WrestleMania Backlash was, as is often the case with the monthlies or the premium live events, WWE kind of operating at the best version of itself, the best thing it can still do. Mm-hmm. And what that does is then fools you into thinking that maybe the telly will be all right and you get one week of grace. <laughs> Raw stunk, and SmackDown will probably stink, and I'll just have to wait another four weeks or something for another Sunday evening where I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is going to be all right. Well, yeah, I can't, I'm inclined to agree with you because, uh, and I know I take the shortcut often of pre-pay-per-view, you know, the, the go-home show for whatever the sorry premium yeah. live event is, and afterwards it's Fallout. But there is Fallout here because the next premium live event is Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns isn't going to be on it. Mm. And we look at what happened with Raw when they didn't have a world champion on there. It got exponentially better. Yeah. So you've got the potential here. You've got a new world champion in Ronda Rousey. You've got, which we'll get onto now, the potential of a tag team title unification match. RK Bro were campaigning for that on Raw and saying they were going to show up tonight yeah. and demand Roman Reigns, you know, even though he's not got any confidence in his uh, cousin cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I hesitated <laughs> there. In his cousins. Um that that he sisters. Put the put their uh, put their tag titles up against RK Bros, and they unify the titles at Hell in a Cell, which they were going to do mm. at WrestleMania Backlash. I suppose in terms of what's next for the Bloodline, 
that's it, really. Roman Reigns goes away. You don't need to write him off. You can just say, I'm off to get my knob out on an island again. <laughs> and, yeah, hopefully the the arrival of RK Bro, which, to be fair, when they did that whole, you the twos and we, we the ones, acknowledge me. Mm. And then they slid in RKO'd both, both of them. That was one of the best bits of the build to WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff, that. Look, I um, it's it's you, I feel for, Will Bond. Um, Four months, maybe even years at this point, you have stuck that finger in the air, not just because you acknowledge him mm-hmm. as your tribal chief, but because, and you've said this on a podcast, so I'm not like speaking out of class here. This is not behind the curtain stuff. This is I stuff we've shared on microphone. Like, you're going to be exhausted on Monday recapping SmackDown because they're going to have to find 20 minutes, <laughs> maybe more, of actual content on the show. You'd be like, right, Hamlet, this was a pretty stacked edition of SmackDown. I was like, no, it wasn't, Wilbon. Stuff happened in the first hour. Do you remember, you know, like when sometimes when they just miss time stuff and, you know, uh, Raw, for example, one, two, three, and mm. the bell rings and you look at the time left and there's yeah. three minutes and you go, Moxley oh, cool. and Minoru Suzuki exactly. that time. Yeah, yeah. And they just have to be like, well, I guess celebration time. <laughs> people are like, oh, what's going to happen? And they're like, no, nothing. That's it. Go yeah. home. But yeah, they're going to be like, I've timed this show out, boss, and it's. It's one hour thirty. <laughs> Where have we? How have we lost? All I did was get rid of the opening promo, and then oh my bit, god, you know, the usual suspects where he drops the coffee. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> he just slowly all hands the hand in the air. Yeah, they're buggered. Although yeah. they can still have it here because Roman Reigns can go. We the ones acknowledge yeah. me. See ya, oh, yeah. and then hopefully RK Bro show up. They can uh, if if he's you know it's using then losing. I guess at this point with Roman, so they might as well get what they can out of that. And yeah, like to go back to your prior point the... The disappointment around what they were kind of transparently doing, which is stretching everything out with WrestleMania backlash, will be forgotten to when there's like a hot angle or a hot moment that like readies you again and gets you all sort of jazzed for the um, unification match between the two tag teams, which feels like where they're going to go for Hell in a Cell. It will be um, beholden to WWE to make, I would assume, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins feels like a match that closes the show. And yep. the Usos and RK Bro, a match that can open it, both probably inside Hell in a Cell, both with relatively high stakes or something that fans are passionately invested in. Or, here's mm. a wild idea, yep. let the women main event. Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Yes, please. Well, that's, you know, like I would have campaigned for that last year. I think when it was, was it Bailey and um, Bianca Belair? Yeah. Wasn't it? And they, like, remember where they were given the cell the last minute? Because I think, was it Roman that missed that one too? Possibly. COVID, maybe. I thought there was something last Double year. Check. Something happened last minute where I was like, hey, you're in the cell. And we were like, what? And then they had an absolute ripper off like three days' notice or something because they can they can go. And that's, what you, that's what you trust these wrestlers for. Um, and we're going to talk about Ronda Rousey shortly. I am really excited about her. I'm looking forward to like previewing what might be next for her. But yeah, the road to Hell in the Cell is a relatively short one. I think we've got about... Three to four weeks. It's first week of June. Yeah, yeah, first weekend June, in June. Yeah. So they've not got a lot of time to hang around. That always benefits WWE. And yeah, here is the. They did the Reigns match on SmackDown. That was it. Ray. Rain, that was it. Yeah, that was so Sorry, strange. No, the Reigns Ray thing. That was because he'd he'd thrown Dominic like off the edge of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just didn't. Quite shoot enjoyed it. that. Yeah. Um, that's right on television. And then they had another Hell in a Cell match on Raw with. Xavier Woods and Bobby Lashley, was it? Yes. Hell in a Cell's everywhere. You get a Hell in a Cell. You get a Hell in a Cell. Not this year. Bit of discipline. I, Uso's bloodline, uh, RK Bro stuff, good. Maybe they missed the window on it being great, but it's hard not to have faith in the RK Bro act, especially not elevating all of this. And uh, as much as, you know, people lean on this arguably too much on social media, Uso's mm. better when it comes to the young books. Yep. Uso's in a cell. 
that's money. Lots of history, um, lots of precedent to suggest that they'll be super creative in the environment. You can't, do you know the one thing the hell in a cell? Like, I'm going to put this warning out there now while there's still weeks to go, not just because we like to be in front and we like to be tastemakers on this podcast. Yes. The one thing WWE have to consider is that Hell in a Cell does not offer you a hot tag. Randy Orton, yes. Randy Orton has actually got to try for the full duration of the match. So that is something they will have to figure out. Like a, a genuine red flag, I think, about how successful that match can be. Lock him out of the cell? Oh my God, that is it. That is absolutely it. Remember when um, Legacy did it with DX? Yeah. And like Triple H, of course it was Triple H was the hero that had to get it. Like he wasn't the guy just getting beat up for 15 minutes, was he? Sean! Uh, which one's going to do? Let's toss a coin. Best of three, Sean. <laughs> Best of five, all right? He's going to carry the new guys in a handicap match in a hell in a cell while I just like run around on the outside trying to find a key. Either or. Yeah, I just go to the toilet. You guys decide. I'll come back. Oh, you went with Sean. Oh, no, I was going to. I wanted to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. They lock him in the cell and. Oh, lock him out of the cell. Paul Heyman is the only one with the key. And they've like done a, a, a skit where he's Randy Orton's chasing him around the building because they like making Paul Heyman run because it makes Vincent Man chuckle. <laughs> yeah. He's like, look at that wobbly walrus. Like, and then Orton catches him, tracks him down, and has to run back and unlock the cell. I thought for a That's second. really good, Will. That is so inspired off the cuff. Stumbled across I it. I created a problem. You created a solution. Like, it's a good job WWE listen. Mainly, yeah, mainly because I was worrying about uh, how the animals that normally fly out when uh, <laughs> are going to get out of the cell. They're going to be stuck. <laughs> Just imagine. You know what? Is there anything more chaotic in the world, in real life, than when a pigeon gets in your house? Oh, my God. There you should have seen my, my mum's cream living room when it came down the chimney. <gasps> Let me tell you, it wasn't cream by the end of that day. Oh, my oh my God. Yeah. Like, we had it once because I've, like, always, like, lived by the coast, oddly enough. I think this was, it was either in Scarborough or Sunderland. Some great moles near where you live. Very famous moles near where <laughs> I live, I should probably know. Not quite as famous as the Deathmatch wrestlers, but pretty famous. <laughs> yes. The moles can't make it on the BBC website at the moment in terms of things going on in Seam in the northeast of England. <laughs> but uh, but the wrestlers can. No, it was in Sunderland. Anyway, uh, I was by the beach. A seagull got in. And they're big. <gasps> they're big, and they're bold, and they're confused. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it was just like... It was like... We didn't have a family pet at the time, but if we did, it would have been bigger than the dog, this thing. It was absolutely <laughs> massive. Yeah. Um, riddles, like strange bird creatures flapping around on the cell. He's like had it. different things. He's had, like, animals that don't fly, backlash? didn't he? Yeah. What was it? Snakes? No, it wasn't snakes. We were so confused by it because you pointed out to me that I'd never noticed that, like, the riddle snake doesn't get any offense in. It's just... <laughs> Randy's trying, trying to kill it. And, like, the riddle one's like... <laughs> But yeah, so hopefully small rodents that can get through the gaps in the cell. They can, they can at least arcade, bro. while Randy chases Paul Hemsworth. Exactly. The key. Covered it. Um, I should say that for the preview, man. We don't need that in <laughs> In terms it? of uh, more fallout from WrestleMania Backlash, we'll get to Ronda Rousey in a second. Mm -hmm. You pointed out something when we did the uh, stream for the premium live event, that as much as Mad Cat Moss won... Well, he only won by wrestling. <laughs> yeah, wrestling holes don't count anymore, do they? Randy Orton managed to get another WWE title match. <laughs> because... Oh, wrestling now, are we? Oh, doing backslides now, are we? Thanks very much. You can't even do that out of nowhere. Does it even count? Yeah, so this I, this feud must continue. I don't think it's got the legs for a Hell in a Cell, but I think they'll get it to Hell in a Cell. Yes. It's not going in a cage. Um, Madcap Moss. Baron Corbin... We'll, we do this thing where it's like, oh, do they want to pay it off on television because they look for numbers now or do they want to put up the premium live event because they need stuff? And then the answer is always both. Why not both? <laughs> so it's going to, I think that they're going to get a main event of a, like, Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss is not a numbers match, but they'll believe that there's stock in the feud at this point that they'll be given the SmackDown main event, say, in two weeks' time or something. Hat on a pole? 
<laughs> something on a something. <laughs> <laughs> Patience on a treadmill, like uh, <laughs> just because it's wearing thin. Um, I think they'll main event SmackDown in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Baron Corbin will get the win. Similarly, he'll do like I'll beat you with a wrestling hold, but he'll it'll be a cheaty one. It'll be feet on Grabs the ropes, the tights, yeah, 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 that yeah. kind of stuff. And then Grabs get, the suspenders. You get the you get the rubber match on uh, the pay-per-view, which is cool because like Madcap Moss for such a jacked guy bounces around like one, doesn't he? Like, uh, <laughs> and they can just cut in more footage from I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rock Hogan. So. Whoa! <laughs> so. They just really overreach with it. And it's the shocked face guy from the Undertaker streak. Like, oh, look at the fans trying to kick Baron Corbin stole one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so lame, man, wasn't it? It's becoming, you know what that is? WWE were looking at social media, the social media engagement folk that are like fairly like cleaning with the video people. We're looking at like, every week on uh, Dynamite, somebody pays tribute to Bret Hart. And then it's like an arms race to see you can get the clip together first and do the side by side and like it's a numbers thing. And, but people like and it's not just for numbers. People love it. People yeah. love spotting it. People love getting to talk about it. People love being the one to get in there first. But <laughs> people just love that crack and that conversation. From the moment Punk, remember when we were watching All Out in the Office and me and Sidgwick squealed. Yeah. When he, I can't remember if you were on the stream or something. We were like, oh my god, you just watched the kid thing when Punk did the face and it was like that changed like every Bret Hart fan match in AEW after the fact. It was like right, that's what we're looking for now. Yeah. WWE's version is. Uh, Make them look where they can find the old crowd footage. Like when Cena came back and bought like Thugonomics. A, where, a where's Wally of like crowd reactions. They're gonna like have a ironic like, calling WWE audience Wally. <laughs> spot on. A SmackDown like bathed in uh, in blue because that's how they <laughs> like the fans. And then they just go to like that WrestleMania that we were at thirty five where it was all orange all night or something like that. Yeah, like <laughs> the Randy Orton fans getting blinded I by can't the lights. Ah, it's like these fans are horrified with what Corbin is doing to Madcap Moss. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. <laughs> Let's talk Ronda Rousey then. She is back, yeah. baby. She is your SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair is... 
injured, yep. and uh, we wish her well uh, in her wedding with Andrade. Mm. Quick, quick word on that. I mentioned this on the news. I was like, I'm so happy for them. Good luck with it all. But this is the worst part of getting married right now. What, the wedding prep? The yep. Last, yeah. Hell. I, stress, um, nervousness, tension, all that kind of stuff. All all which is rendered entirely unnecessary when, I don't know what your equivalent of this is. We were at um, a family wedding a few weeks ago, actually. and it's been, like, My wife and I have been married 12 years now. And weddings are kind of like, they change with trends and they change with things that mm-hmm. are seen as important. It's all capitalism, ultimately. There are, di- <laughs> there are different times where different people tell you different things matter and they want to extract money from your pocket in mm-hmm. order to do so. And the we were sat at the, at the table, and there was a centerpiece of like some sort of candle arrangement. And I, for the first time in twelve years, I remembered a time where like an entire Sunday was lost to figuring out what the centerpieces were going to yeah. be. And I think I went a bit Pete Dunn when we did that. Uh, well, I don't care. Well, because the thing is, the worst. Like I just I, wanted to name the tables after wrestlers, and I didn't even get that. So I don't want to do that, like <laughs> cliched. Well, let's yeah, let her plan it. All right, I just uh, find me at the stack. Like I don't want to do all that no, stuff no, no, because, no. like, it's a, it's a, like everyone. But I did learn with certain things that you could spend a day, and this works both ways. Again, I just happen to be the one speaking down the microphone. I know for a fact that my wife was saying she'd be like, "Yeah, you were like." Nailed on about this thing, and like <laughs> you would not budge in it or whatever it was. But centerpieces specifically, I remember going around various like little gift shops. My wife wanted to like try and make her own, or like because they were too expensive to buy or whatever. And we ended up like with a in our house having seven like fairground domed fish bowls <laughs> yeah. because she was going to want to fill them halfway with water and put like tea light candles in them. Oh right, and yeah. that was like a grand idea, and she wanted to experiment with them. And I don't know, like B&M Bargains had a deal on for yeah, a fiver. Yeah, yeah. Just one day, it was like, she's seen it on Facebook or something, and it was like, oh my God, right, we've got to get down to B&M. There's a, they'll, they'll run out with these uh, five quid fish balls super quick. And I was like, and so the first, all I do, all I do is go, I mean, I'm sure they're back in stock. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, I'd misread that, like, this was urgent right yeah, now. Yeah. Why did I argue it in the first place? We'll just go and get the fish balls. Yeah. Like, just... All, uh, the only other thing I insisted on was a sweets corner. I've got a sweet tooth, as you know. A sweet corner, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, and the best thing was, was like, oh, what are we going to do? Now everyone's gone home and there's some left over. Oh, I guess uh, <laughs> your boy used to had to go on a wedding diet. He's going to be polishing those off, eh? I remember that sweet corner at your wedding. Yeah. I made the most of that as well. Yeah, Indeed. I like that. Uh, so, yes, what are we talking about? <laughs> congratulations to Charlotte yeah, and Charlotte to go Andrade. and get married. Charlotte, as you often say, like, the best way to get over in WWE is to not be on WWE. Go away for a bit. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But sh- uh, your Ronda Rousey is your new champion, and she is the Ronda Rousey that we know and love and She's fell back. in love with She's in back. rookie year. Um, you could do with her a really obnoxious heel for her to face next, like apparently Lacey Evans, although now she's on Raw, I think. Yes. Um, What's going on there, by the way? We haven't had a chance to talk about that because of the pape. So, yeah. We did it. We talked a bit about this on the stream, wasn't it, is where we had yeah. a conversation. So maybe a lot of people won't have joined us for that for WrestleMania Backlash. So we'll just have it a little bit here because I think it's going to become raw fodder very quickly. She's moved to raw, seems to be the long story short. But last week on SmackDown, for those that missed it, um, you're the lucky ones because <laughs> for several weeks, Lacey Evans had done these vignettes and we talked about it very early on. I think we were like trying to get on top of the pipe bomb mm-hmm. and saying like, you are walking the thinnest of tightropes, WWE, because you have proven a hundred million times that you are not the company that can deal with this material. Not least when you're not even being coy, isn't the word, but careful, it probably is, about the content that you are literally explaining the unbelievably tough and punishing abuse-ridden, yeah. traumatic upbringing that this woman has experienced. And you don't have the deafness of touch. She will be a heel within months, or you will go so hard-nosed with the baby-facing that people will resent her 
and this is what you've set her up with. Um, I want to shout out, it, this wasn't me. This was Post Wrestling's excellent coverage of SmackDown last week. They've got a, a pundit on there um, called Kate from Montreal, and she was the first person to plant this in my mind that not once have WWE put on a trigger warning, yeah, a content warning, yeah. a number you can ring afterwards if you've been affected by the events talked about on this broadcast that we have seen that is so embedded in how television yeah. and film deals with this subject matter. Comes with the territory, yeah. Every single time. They've not done it once. And then in the very last week, when she's doing her very last video... They break a rule of their own universe by having Samantha Irvin talk down the lens to us as if she's like a regular character. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't even do my guess at this time. Like, no, no, no. Like no. A, a raw guy, I can't think of his name. Um, Colin Patrick! Like, she doesn't even do that, right? But she's required to do that and talk to us for a second. Guys, if I could just have your attention for a minute. We've all uh, felt a great deal about the Lacey Evan vignettes over the past few months. And uh, I think just want to say before she comes out that she has asked that you pay her the proper respect and you're oh my god they're turning the heel and you just like you just fall on the floor like peter griffin or something <laughs> oh my god they're turning the heel like you cannot believe what you're watching and then she comes out and then she does the fake phony hey double biceps my guys and there's some wwe fans that are so i think alvarez said this didn't he the rebellious ones just left yeah they're they stopped chanting for daniel bryan they went to aw they just went to watch AEW. So the ones that are in the building don't know or haven't yet picked up the read on this that, oh, they're turning the heel. This is gross. It's like, okay, boss. <laughs> like they, think, like, they think that Vince McMahon has got in Samantha Irving's ear and has said, tell those fans to cheer. And they've gone, got you. So she comes out and they cheer. And that makes the whole situation even worse because this misread has led to Lacey Evans' character having to sell, yeah, my people, when the whole point is they're trying to make a tone deaf. Yeah. Where the tone Jericho, two thousand and eight. Perfect comparison. Oh, there, it was twenty twelve. Which comes back and he throws yes, the stuff that's that he wants, and then he challenges CM Punk because he's the best in the world, and all that sort of stuff. And they've used uh, like very, very, very real traumatic life to do that. It is, it's chaos. It's ugly WWE chaos, and I dread seeing more of it on Mondays because Raw's the show I enjoy more of the two. Yeah, I'll look forward oh. to that. In terms of, so hang on, no, no, no. Let's say goodbye to Lacey Evans as a challenger for Ronda Rousey. And ding dong, hello to oh. Bailey as the first one for Ronda Rousey. So glad you said that because I was looking at this roster and I was like, <laughs> Sasha, <laughs> busy. Shayna, busy. Natalia, busy. Naomi, busy. Raquel Rodriguez, new baby face. Like, beyond that, who have we got? Let's have a look. Aaliyah, you're not going to do that, right? She's a baby face as well. Uh, who else we got on the roster? Hey, Kayla. I mean, that'd be fun, but probably not. Megan Morant, no. Um, Samantha Irvin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I'm down to Sonia Deville, who you, you don't want to do anything like that immediately with her straight mm-hmm. away. I think there is scope for a Sonia Ronda match without question. Yeah, but you need Sonia to go away and rediscover she's who she is, not, and she's yeah. yeah. So for me, it was down to Shotzi, who I think Ronda just beat. Yep. Yeah, beat the clock thing, mm-hmm. or Zia Lee. Mm. Yeah, big void. A Bailey would be a he- oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Zia Lee has turned heel, so that's yeah. actually not a terrible shout for Helena Cell. Um, but it doesn't feel big enough, does it? And you can't, you kind of do have to have Ronda leading the charge in Roman's absence, especially. She's the star that's going to carry the house show. She's the person that on television will feel on his level. If anyone can really feel on his level, it's her. Now also. would be the time to Shayna, wouldn't it? But she's busy. She's busy. She's busy for now. The one thing going against Bailey is, well, when it is, she might exactly come back, or the fact that, you know, we, this is going to come up a lot. This, this phrase I'm about to use is going to come up a lot. 
WWE have three consecutive stadiums to fill. <laughs> yes. Like, maybe not to fill. Clash at the Castle will definitely sell out. I only assume that Money in the Bank and SummerSlam will do well. They have got cards to fill, stadium cards yeah. to fill. Um, and we didn't think they could do it for WrestleMania. I, I mean, we were 50% right, weren't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> so, um, not because of the figures that they released. No, no. Bailey will be surely in one of the, in contention for one of them. But if they have a, my gut feeling is they just do it now. They do, yes, Bailey coming back and almost immediately losing to Ronda Rousey makes you question, well, what do they do with her? I have an answer for that too. But Ronda versus Bailey as Ronda's first big challenger at Hell in a Cell is probably another match you could argue goes on last. Is yeah, another match absolutely. that feels big, all that sort of stuff. And my argument for Bailey coming back and losing to Ronda Rousey is that she's rehabbed a 12-month long injury. She's never wrestled in front of a crowd. Trouble here is, is that she's so beloved. I think there's a chance she come back as a babyface, and you're back in the Ronda problem. Yes. So maybe you need a maybe Zaylee is the answer for that as well. The fans don't gravitate towards her, so you can use her. But if it is Bailey, she loses by a sub, by a submission where she taps very quickly because she wants to like Ronda gets on a leg yeah, lock yeah, yeah. and Bailey's terrified, and she's like, "This is a joke. I like I want a rematch. Can't get one." But then she wins money in the bank the next month. Oh. And then you're back in the situation of Bailey being right back where she was. She's just returned. She's got this case. Ronda's on notice. For that matter, Bianca's on notice because, you know, that match never happened. She never got her proper money in the yeah. bank match last year against Bianca. That That's your immediate First rehab. two-time women's money in the bank winner, that would be. Ooh, did Alexa win it twice? Oh, maybe Alexa. Have I imagine that? I'll Google it. Anyway, but yeah, like, either way, her with the case, I think, is... It's good stuff for her going forward if she's back in time. Uh, before we uh, talk about the future of Butch, yep. let's talk about the tag team titles. They're on the line. The women's tag team titles are on the line tonight. Uh, Sasha and Naomi versus Natalia and Shayna. Arguably could have gone the premium live event this, but it's not. It's on telly. And can we, are we going to see new women's tag champs tonight? We're not. Oh. But I'm not going to be critical of any of this. The, let's talk about the wins that they've rushed up in this column. This feud, it's only basics. It's basics, basics, fundamentals, and I'm loath to do backflips for those, but they've done the basics right. You know, in singles matches, the tag team champions have been somewhat nullified by the ability of Natalia and Shayna separately to, like, tackle them in submissions, things like that. The match could have gone in the premium live event. That would have made the premium live event longer, so it didn't. Win for them. <laughs> TV matches are fine because this has actually had... How often do we come on a SmackDown where there's like four weeks of story leading into a match? Mm. Almost never, you know. The, like, and this is the second one in a row after Drew and Shay, after Drew and Sami Zayn, where they've at very least like used the television to keep the television going, regardless of what's happened at the pay per views. I don't think there's any doubt of a title change, but I think this has been they've done the best possible job with how much care and attention they usually pay into these things. Natalia and Shayna were just another. Makeshift, well, to be honest, Sasha and Naomi were yes. once, but like we're just another makeshift team heading into WrestleMania, was it? Was that yeah. what they were put together just before then? Just another two women with absolutely nothing to do, patronizing content stuff. And yet, over the last month, they've tried to put over the idea that they are actually together, they are unified, and they're crucially, they're dangerous. They've been presented at least as a threat. You've had like Naomi and Sasha separately been too injured to be able to help the other yeah, one yeah, from yeah. taking a kicking. As I say, it's just the basics, but it's nice to see it done. The match quality could be good because I think this one will be given like time, like go 10, 12 minutes maybe. So yeah, like I'm not saying it's not going to pull down any trees. I'll pull, no. up, pull up, pull, pull up, up any yeah. trees. But uh, I, I can't I can't be critical of how they've arrived at it. No, absolutely. And I'd, I'd use, I completely agree, Sasha and Naomi have to retain. Mm. 
and then break up the team. Natalia can go off and do stuff with Cora Jade being maybe her mentor now oh, in yeah, NXT. Yeah. But oh, now that she's turned babyface, or at least she's learned to. I mean, the longer she sticks down there, the more she's going to be farting again. <laughs> yeah, um, and Shayna can I don't know, kill Natalia after the match or somewhat, and then you go, "Oh, would you like to see Ronda versus Shayna Baszler?" And I say. Yes, please. Yes, please. Everybody wants that. Uh, only ever four winners of the women's. So arguably, you could you could say that Carmella won it skin. twice. Oh, I was going to say Carmella won it twice. Mm, technically, well, technically once, but twice. Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Twice. No, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Ooh. Oh yeah, of course. Right. No, sorry. No, that, I think that was the cash in. Twenty seventeen. She held it almost a whole year and cashed in on Charlotte, didn't she? So Alexa won it in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Cashed in the same night. Yeah. Bailey won it in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Cashed in the same night. Yeah. Asuka won it in 2020. Oh, yeah, that's not on here because it's not a cash-in. Becky went off to have a baby. Asuka won a build. Successful cash-in there. Really good cash-in. Nikki A.S.H. Correct. Won it in 2021. In Dallas, Texas. Won a build. Has everybody won a build? Everybody's won a build. Everybody's won a build. That's more prestigious than... Don't start messing with this. I get it. You don't want to be like, well, that guarantees it. But, like, some of the... I remember Braun's... Mm. And they were like, oh, the shield's back. And I was like, is this a baby face thing? Mm. Where did where did Nikki SH cash in? Dallas, Texas. Oh. Take me back. Good day, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, no new women's tag champs tonight. But I will tell you who we will see. And that's Butch. <laughs> He's back. He's yeah. on the wall path. He obviously uh, was influential, let's say, in that uh, tables match between uh, Foynoid, Sheamus, and Ridge Bloody <laughs> Holland and The New Day. Please, please, can we draw a line under that now? But uh, I'm excited for Butch, man. So I think WWE have kind of like stumbled upon quite relatable content here because there must be so many families that have like enjoyed the relief of being reunited with a lost dog. You know, when you see those po- <laughs> when you see those posters on lampposts and things, I feel like I'm not a dog person, but I feel so sorry for the family that have maybe lost their dogs and then to be reunited, the dog being as happy as you are and that just that lovely emotion. You could see that last week with Seamus Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn. Like they shot from the front and it's a shame because you couldn't see Pete Dunn's tail wagging. He was probably <laughs> bruising both of them as he was hitting their legs. I spotted something on WrestleMania Backlash that I think I think we've got a game in this one, but I think We'll do a bit of analysis first. Okay. We'll do the serious stuff, then we'll get of course, si- that's what we'll get silly. Got to eat vegetables first, we'll Um I think I spotted a clue as to what's in Butch's future. Right? On the WrestleMania Backlash stream, Corbin and Moss were kind of sent out there to really like slow it down and give people a chance to go for a piss before the main event. Let's be honest about this. Yeah, yeah. We like the both PWG guys. main event. Yeah, we like both guys, but we knew what they were there to do. With one sort of glaring exception that we both noted. The cat-like speed of Madcap Moss. (laughs) Have I just created natural rivals in Butch and Moss when he's finished with Corbin? I see that, you know. Me too. (laughs) Like, I feel like, I was going to say Pete done there, but like, he definitely snapped the suspenders onto his nipples. 100%. Oh, yeah. And then break his fingers. Like, maybe he'd remember for a second, because he'd see that and he'd like, look at himself and be like, that's a bit Peaky Blinders-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're doing this thing, but then he'd he'd be like, oh, no, I'm not capable of this level of cognitive thought. I'm a dog. (laughs) Yeah. Squirrel. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah like the first time where was that mascot we were talking about that week oh yeah like we'll have to have like as soon as they get back to that building like Butch can just chase him head's going everywhere <laughs> well the other way of course you can really get Butch over mm-hmm. is having him squash some alumni hey! <laughs> let's play the game ladies and gentlemen it's Friday morning Friday Friday afternoon when this goes out uh, I have the uh, WWE alumni page. This is always a baptism of fire, a dangerous precedent to set. <laughs> I'm scrolling through it. Uh, Michael Hamlet will tell me when to stop. We'll pick a number between one and four. And that is our fantasy booking 
for how Butch can be on the warpath tonight on SmackDown. As it's Butch, then. Stay. Stay. Oh, my God. Stay. Pick up the stick. It's number one. Right. We might have to re-roll this. Uh, let me tell you, if you'd have said number four, you'd have had the bunny. Oh, wow. Not the one Not from the AW, bunny, the, yeah. the bunny from Adam Rose's. Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah. They could have had a match on a Greyhound track where the bunny gets a head start. But ironically, Butch is going to go one-on-one tonight with the Berserker. <laughs> <laughs> so he did have a sword, so he couldn't use that because he could have drew, like, you know, they only allow one person to have a prop. He had a sword. They could give him an invisible dog lead instead. <laughs> We'll try again. He, you know what the Berserker's finisher was, Wilbur? What? He on, you know what he used to do to um, the jobbers on Superstars? It's quite an interesting finisher. <coughs> he was never going to win titles with it. He would throw them out of the ring so violently that they would get counted out for 10. That was his finisher, right? He could do that to Butch, and it would be like that guy in the Hulk Hogan movie where you just see that bit in the background where he's riding along <laughs> on a bike. Chuckling <laughs> anywhere, they chucks the dog in the sea. Now that we've talked about that, I hope loads of people tweet it again. Yeah, because every time do. we bring that up, you get that gift. It's I mean, so good. He is chucking a dog in the sea. Like it's so weird. We're going re- again. We're going again. Re-roll, yeah. Go on, and tell me when to stop. Stay. Okay. Good boy. Good boy. Three. <laughs> <laughs> you got that look. It's fair to say um, he's uh, the transformation to Butch means he's he's he's. Um, I mean, he's a rowdy child, basically, <laughs> but he's lost some of his mental faculties. That's right to say, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Fair. yeah. So it'd be ironic if Butch tonight takes on Psycho Sid. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I want that so much. There's not many games we could play where the outcome isn't Sid, where I wouldn't want it a lot. Yeah, exactly. And I want that quite a lot. Who's going to win Money in the Bank, Sid? Who <laughs> should Ronda Rousey face first, Sid? We're live, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us know your fantasy book. Play the game at home. Yeah. It's really easy. Shut your eyes. Scroll on the online page. Stop. Number between one and four. And you get the Berserker and Sid as potential opponents for Butch. Check they're alive. Put it on a podcast. There you go. <laughs> uh, right. Let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch so you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and Sid are going to be uh, back a little bit later on to look ahead to AW Rampage. You've got WrestleCulture. And then me and Hamlet will be back on Monday to review Friday Night Smackdown. But for now, this has been the Smackdown Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.